All right, joining us, the color voice of the UNH Wildcats, and it is Pete Webster. Pete, first of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, your thoughts on that first period? Well, it was an interesting first period. Uh, I, I thought it was a little tighter defensively. Uh, I think both teams uh, may have uh, shored up the defensive end a little bit, although UNH had a couple of great chances uh, on uh, uh, breakaways, uh, Phil Simone with that one, but what a great save Kanata made with the blocker. Unbelievable. And it seemed like on some of the other odd man rushes, the Merrimack defense were, were getting into the right spot to, to kind of negate that final pass for the shot on net. And, and there were, what, three or four odd man rushes. The Wildcats never got a bit off on net. That was well into the period before UNH got their first shot on goal. And I know they've been averaging well over 40 shots a game for the last four or five games, and, and they've got I believe more than half of their games they've landed more than 40. Uh, you surprised that, that the, I mean, UNH's offense has always been pretty good. Is it better this year than you expected? I, you know, I thought it would be, I thought it would be good, but uh, yeah, it has generated more offensive opportunities than I ever thought they would. I didn't think they'd have such streaks going. This is the fourth game. Uh, we've had four games in a row with over 40 shots, and uh, we almost threw up 50 on BU, I think, uh, a week ago Friday. So, uh, I mean, this, this is a team that can really generate it, but it just it gets generated from the defense out, and as you see, the defense, uh, they, 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 they don't hesitate to jump up into the play. As you saw, uh, Matt Campanelli did one uh, at uh, the end of a power play. Uh, Blake Kessel right there at the end of the period came in and uh, got a great bit off, off on that. So uh, this team can really generate the offensive opportunities. You know, we had heard that the, the last couple games, I guess at least, that uh, there were a number of turnovers that led to goals and units giving up five against Brown and then four against, against Boston University. But uh, what I saw in that first period was that uh, they were very quick getting to pucks and getting the pucks up ice and, and out of the zone. Is, is that a little different from what's been happening the last couple games? Yeah, it, it has. And, uh, and uh, I don't know can I, if I can uh, kind of be adjust a little bit. Uh, uh, the Friday night game against BU, uh, Boston University had an incredible amount of defensive turnovers. Time and time again, the Wildcats were, were getting uh, opportunities from BU. In fact, at one point, I, I, I suggested that uh, Jack Parker thinks we're in a bakery because there are so many turnovers out there. And it really did. It continued the next night. BU gave us a lot of opportunities on turnovers, but we started generating defensive turnovers uh, down at the Walter Brown, or at the uh, uh, Aganis Arena. And then, obviously, on Tuesday night, the Wildcat defense continued that flow. Well, they've turned it around here tonight, and, and they really have been much more efficient to get the puck out of, the end, out of their zone. We're talking with Pete Webster, does the, uh, an outstanding job as the color analyst for the UNH Sports Network, but our score at the end of the first period is no score. UNH and Merrimack, and uh, I'm surprised that at this point in the season after Thanksgiving that this game between these two teams would mean so much? Well, you know, I, I saw Merrimack play back on October 30th against Boston College. It was a, it was a night we had a night off, and, uh, or, no, we were actually out somewhere the game that I couldn't go to, and uh, I, I thought, maybe I, I just want to go see a couple of good hockey uh, teams play, and BC, I wanted to check them out, and Merrimack not really knowing, you know, how everything was going to come to fruition there, and what I saw was an outstanding Merrimack team, and I've been con commenting time and time again, you're going to have to watch out for Merrimack, because they're a darn good team, especially in their own building. They skate four lines solidly. They have as much speed as anybody in this league, and, and, and I think this league is the fastest league of the four major leagues uh, that I've seen, uh, and, and uh, you just have to be careful with them. They, they, they come in with a creative style-wise, throwing that man way at, down at the far blue line, and uh, it, it uh, you know, adds to a little creativity to this game, but this is a Merrimack team that I'm not, I'm not surprised after seeing that game back on October 30th. It, it kind of seems as though the way things are developing in the league this year that, of, of course, uh, 
People expected BC, Maine, and UNH to be up there. BU, I think there were questions about, and maybe they may still be despite their record, but they have proven themselves at least at this point to, to be in at least the top four. Of course, they are still in first, but uh, uh, it looks like Merrimack is trying to, to crack that top four. They're either, they're, I mean, they're in a position where they could either be, I guess, the best of the rest at this point this season, or right there with the top four in, in terms of fighting for home ice or perhaps even higher in the standings. Yeah, well, you're going to see the Merrimack's record at home in the Lawler Arena is going to be an outstanding record. They've already had two ties against BU and the two wins against BC. They're going to be up there. They're going to be knocking on the door for home ice, and that's that's my opinion. I, I mean, I, I, I just what I've seen uh, uh, from this Merrimack team. Uh, you guys have to be very, very pleased because this team is going to be a player in this league now this year and, and perhaps for many years to come. And I love what you guys down there have done with the rink. Uh, it's a really comfortable rink, and I can't wait to see the improvements after vacation, um, after the Christmas break. Uh, and and it, it just it, it could be one of those small gems that's just in creation. It's flowering right now. It, it certainly sit last night a sellout, and, and they've sold out, I believe, four out of the five home games. And, and it, it seems as though uh, you know people are starting to come around, and, and, and they've done a good job marketing the program. And the other thing that's interesting is, I mean, for those of us who've watched them, we feel as though they haven't in, in many ways they haven't played their best hockey yet I mean there, there are a number of guys who are a little quieter than maybe we expected at this point of the season I mean we were saying before the game the, the Boston College game last night they'd had I believe 30 goals coming into the game and they spoon the, the, uh, the point was 27 of the 30 goals were scored by guys not named Acosta. So that tells you something. Yeah, it does. And I, looking at his stats, I was I was surprised. I, I, I thought he'd be more involved in things, but then again, last night he pulls out with a goal and two assists. To, you know, and you're thinking, okay, now is this young guy from France is he going to really start to get going now? And uh, we really don't want that to happen tonight here at the at UNH's home game, which uh, uh, you know Merrimack hasn't had some of the greatest games. Uh, in their history. They have pulled out a couple of wins here, I, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, seeing, uh, seeing a little more balanced attack is, is, is good for Merrimack. Uh, but they're going to need a guy like, uh, like Stefan DaCosta to really start ratcheting it up now. How about this? This is my favorite. I, I like to try each game trying to come up with a favorite factor or whatever it is. My favorite fact for tonight's game is the last nine meetings between these two teams going back over the last three years, not a single game has been decided by more than a goal. Yeah, I, I, can, I can believe that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's turned into a great rivalry, and, it, and it's only going to get better if Merrimack does get themselves into that top five, the top half of the league, and even into the top four. Uh, it, it, this is going to be one of those great rivalries. You know, we're only, what, 45, 50 minutes apart. And, uh, you know, it, and I, I like the fact that it, if, if we're not playing, I can slide right down to Merrimack and catch a game and, and walk in there unannounced, just kind of quietly hide up uh, up in there and uh, and uh, not wear too much UNH gear and not get noticed. I kind of like that. So, <laughs> hey, I want to ask you quickly uh, before we let you go, uh, new territory for Merrimack to be in this year, trying to see if they can get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, UNH, a club that's been there so many times over the years, and though you have watched them closely and seen what it takes. What does it take? I mean, it's a long season. Uh, what are the things that they have to do? Obviously, you want to win as much as you can, but what, what are the little intangibles that they have to do to accomplish to, to meet that goal at the end of the season? Yeah, you know, number one, it's got to start with goaltending. And we've had some outstanding goaltending uh, in, 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 on this team. Uh, you know, you go back many, many generations, and the, the goaltending from there. It just starts it all. It, it just adds so much confidence. You know, last year Brian Foster led us down the stretch, and, and then we've had Mike Ayers and Ty Conklin and Kevin Reagan and just 
name after name. And I, you know, I think you have a pretty darn good goalie in net here, and he's one that could actually turn some of those games around going into February and early March that really make a difference, and, and, and that's what you need. You need that, that one or two big saves that you might not have gotten back in November or December, and by the looks of it, Kanata is a player that might be able to do that for you guys. Thanks, Pete. Interesting insights as always. We appreciate it. I get back to uh, to Dan, and uh, great to see you as always. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, thanks, Mike.